the Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, folks. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Lucky team. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. This is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickersons. What's, what's the matter? All right, all right. Blanche, Blanche. I'm putting a ribbon in my hair. Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. I just thought I'd like to look nice this morning. Why? I knew you'd forget. You don't even know what day this is. I do, too. It's rent day. It is not. Today happens to be our wedding anniversary. Well, I knew it was a sad occasion of some kind. What kind of a remark is that? That's supposed to be funny. No, it isn't supposed to be funny, Blanche. I'm just groggy, that's all. I'm sorry. I knew you'd forget. I didn't forget it. So why didn't you say something? Blanche, I just opened my eyes. You forgot it. I tell you, I didn't forget it. But even if I did, you'd remind me of it. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Is that all? No plans? We've been married eight years. Don't you want to do something? No, it's too late to do anything. It's sad about you. How you suffer. I didn't get such a bargain, you know. Okay, okay. There's better fish in the ocean than the one I caught. There's better bait, too. I'm serious. Okay, I'm sorry. You hack away at me in the morning and I'm so exhausted, I don't know what I'm saying. You wouldn't be so exhausted if you went to bed at a reasonable hour. I had to work overtime. Pour me some coffee. Get paid? I'll get paid. What time did you get home? 12.30. If you got home at 12.30, why were you so long getting into bed? I know for a fact you didn't come to bed until almost 2. I was in the kitchen putting the stuff away. What stuff? What's the matter, Blanche? You told me to bring stuff home for the party tonight. You invited a lot of your crumb friends and you told me to bring stuff, so I brought stuff. Did you bring the potatoes for the potato 
salad. I brought potatoes. Did you pare them? I pared them. All of them? All except one. He had a big knob on top, and I couldn't find a mate for him. I meant... I know what you meant, Blanche. I even boiled them last night. Where are my pants? Who stole my pants? Nobody stole your pants. I just looked in the wastebasket, and they're not there. My shoes are missing from the sink. Don't be silly, John. Your pants are on a hanger in the closet, and your shoes are in the shoe rack. How'd they get there? I put them there. Well, I wish you'd quit throwing my things around like that. (laughs) Gotta get them or I'll be late. You won't be late. Here are your pants. Thanks. Blanche, these aren't my pants. They're not? Then whose pants are they? That's a good question, only I should be asking. Don't be so snobby. They were baggy, so I pressed them. Baggy? Took me an hour to find the right crease. Be careful you don't wrinkle them now. What's the difference? I like my pants to look lived in. You're dragging the tops on the floor. Hold your trouser leg with your left hand, then step in with your right foot. Blanche, I've been putting on my own pants for over 40 years, and I don't need you to be the foreman of it. Hand me my Which one? It doesn't matter. I want to use it for a belt. My suspenders are broken. Why don't you wear your belt? I'm using it to keep the soles from falling off my shoes. John Fitterson, you know you're just... I know it. I know I haven't got a belt. Where's my shirt? Where did you hide my shirt? I didn't hide it anywhere. Well, where is it? I draped it around the canary's cage so he could sleep. Is my shirt the only rag you could find to cover the bird's cage with? Hasn't hurt anything, has it? No, but I don't like the way that bird pokes into my pockets. Every time I take a cigarette out, I'm smoking bird seed. Why do you have to cover the cage anyway? The canary is sensitive to light. Well, get him a pair of sunglasses. Leave my shirt alone. No bird's going to sleep later than I do. Ah, shut up. John, why must you be so mean on our anniversary? Lanch, I'm not mean. I'm worried. Business is bad. My job is hanging by a thread. You never should have quit your other job. You made me quit. You said it wasn't dignified selling bowling balls. You were embarrassed to answer when people asked you what your husband sold. Well, it sounded like it was trying to start a fight. That's no problem for you. I gotta go. Here, and don't forget your samples. I won't forget. This darn vacuum cleaner gets heavier every day. Straighten this hose around my neck, will you, Blanche? There, there. Now, got everything? I think so. No, wait a minute. You got any money? Well, there's 50 cents in the sugar bowl. 50 cents? You can bring me the change when you come home. Now listen, Blanche, something's got to be done about this. I can't go down to work like a pauper every day. A man's got to have a couple dollars in his pocket. Now don't yell at me. I don't mind going with torn clothes and holes in my socks, but I'm not going to suffer through those lunches anymore. What's the matter with your lunches? You ought to know. You pack them for me. I'm just getting sick of carrying my lunch to work in a paper sack. Why can't I go to the restaurant like the other fellas? John, what are you talking about? I haven't fixed your lunch for two years. Oh, Blanche, every morning of my life I find my lunch wrapped in brown paper on the side of the sink. John, that's the garbage. Goodbye, Blanche. Goodbye, dear. Happy anniversary. Tom Sumner Program.com From the Tom Sumner Show Oh yeah 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, and we continue with our conversation with candidates for the Flint City Council, that uh, primary being held August 3rd. There are uh, six wards that will be on the ballot. Three wards won't. They are uh, one five and nine i believe will not be on the ballot but we're trying to uh, share with you an opportunity to meet and get to know a little bit the candidates for all of those seats and today on the show we're talking to uh, candidates for the fourth ward which is currently uh, held by kate fields who is running for re-election but she has two challengers for that uh, for that spot uh, Judy Priestley and Michael Doan. And joining me now by phone is the aforementioned Judy Priestley. Judy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak today. Okay, I'm going to start right off because you and I haven't met before. We're just getting to know each other for the first time. And whenever I talk to somebody that that is running for something like city council for the first time and especially because it's flint city council i ask some variation of this uh this first question um with the the reputation that the flint city council has for these late night marathon meetings that go till the wee hours of the morning and still don't seem to get anything done why on earth would you want to run for city council well, let me tell you, <laughs> I'm hoping with a new city council that the council can come better together and work on as a team, because right now there's so many fractions going against each other, and that's why why the, count, the meetings are going so long, and we, can't, we cannot survive like this. The city is, can't get things done. So after a lot of thought and a lot of prodding, um, I thought maybe I could make a change. Who was doing the prodding? Were people prodding you to run, or were you uh, yes. prodding your family to let you? No, my family has nothing to do with it. This okay. is my own decision. Um, nope, it was other people, friends, neighbors, prodding me to get in there. Is this the first time you've run for elected office? For a, a um, ballot type thing. I mean, I've been officers of of um, organizations like uh, dog clubs and and things like that. But other than that, civic no, organizations. You've yeah, you've more civic. Right. Um. What are some of the experiences that you've had, Judy, and, and what do you think you would bring to the council if elected? Well, I am an accountant, and my specialty has always been grants. You know, that's another reason for me to ask, why would you want to run for the city council if you're an accountant? You know they don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is, is that they get money, they don't spend it, and then they have to turn money back. How many times have you read that they've turned back um, grant money because they didn't spend it? Or they didn't spend it per the grant, so they have to pay it back. You know, it's like some people down there just don't read 
what they're supposed to be doing. And there's no follow-up from the board as to that. Hey, we've got this $10 million sitting there. Is it being properly spent? So so you're of the uh, use-it-or-lose-it school of accountancy. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm I'm saying that if you've got a grant and you don't spend it per the terms of the grant, you're going to lose it. Well, let's let's talk about that for a minute because um, there's been a lot of money that has poured into Flint over the water crisis and and uh, and now the pandemic and Flint. If you look back at Flint's history, if you go way back. There have been a number of times when Flint has had to reinvent itself and become somewhat of a comeback city, which it has done repeatedly. But for the last Mm -hmm. 30 to 50 years, it just seems like uh, bad times come along in the middle of bad times. Uh, You know, they went from losing jobs and and municipal revenue um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, struggling financially and ending up with emergency managers. And then there was the Flint water crisis and then the Mm -hmm. pandemic. And we're just coming out of the pandemic now. Do you ever see a time when Flint could manage its resources effectively enough to get by without state and federal assistance? I would surely hope so, but that means that we have to have investment in the city, investment for jobs. Um, that's where the revenue comes in. The, those, um, those businesses come in, they pay property taxes. The employees pay income taxes. Um, and that's where we, we need to be concentrating more of our focus on rather than handouts from other agencies, um, not municipalities, but the state, the federal. Um, We should be able to manage our own finances. And with the city council at odds with each other, why would anybody want to come to Flint? Well, that's that's the chicken and the egg question, uh, you know, isn't it? I mean, everybody knows that there's nothing wrong with Flint that uh, 70,000 jobs wouldn't cure. Absolutely. But where are those jobs coming from? Who, who do, how do you get people to come to Flint when you have a city council that can't get along with the mayor, they can't get along with each other, they can't get along with Lansing? And, and then on top of that, high crime and, and rampant uh, decla- decay and blight. Exactly. Um, and I don't mean to paint such a negative picture, but Flint has serious problems. Flint does. Um, and the lack of police is a big problem. Nothing a helicopter wouldn't cure. Oh, that's right. And how many jobs would that create? <laughs> would you rather have one helicopter circling the city or men in cars or women, and I'm not going to be sexist here, driving around... And answering the complaints that I hear from people in my ward saying, we can't get a policeman out here. We've been threatened by my neighbor. And I can't even get a police person, anybody out here to talk to me about it. I would rather have that cop on the, on the beat rather than a helicopter. 
More with 4th Ward City Council candidate Judy Priestley straight ahead. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place 
where you never get harmed. A magical place with magical charms. Indoors, indoors, indoors. Take it away. Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. More with 4th Ward City Council candidate Judy Priestley straight ahead. One of the things that uh, has been in the news recently, and, and I was just having a little fun with the helicopter idea. Some people, Yeah, but it's, a, but it's an issue. It, but it is an issue. I mean, I understand the idea of trying to add new technologies and resources to crime fighting, but... You know, till we get boots on the ground, we're we're a little ways off from having our own helicopter, especially when we've got a state police helicopter two or three days a week. Um, But one of the things that that came up just recently was about trash collection. Oh, yeah. uh, And, of course, it's no fun to talk about politics unless you can talk trash. So um, the city council had a contract with Republic and it it expired and failing to um, negotiate a new contract they blew past the deadline and ended up having to put a temporary 90-day contract in place and now it looks like Republic might not even want the gig who do you think should be collecting the trash from the city of Flint should it continue to be outsourced should be we should we be working toward bringing it back in house again well when we had it in house you know there was there's always been issues about trash regardless of who's been collecting it you know um they sit there and they were complaining that the that the city people wouldn't pick up and here's my dog's going barking i'm going to send them outside um, here are the the em- city employees um, not willing to pick up certain items, or there was such a restriction on items that they couldn't pick up what needed to be done, and so they just dumped trash anywhere, which they still do. With re- with outsourcing, we've already gotten rid of our tr- our garbage trucks. What do we have in the city to support a local trash collection? Or a city-managed tax collection. We got rid of it all. So at this point, I don't think we have any option, especially considering our finances, but to outsource it. And do you have any any strong feelings about who should move forward with that contract? Or do you think it's, uh, you know, something that you have to see the bids to? You have to see the bids. You have to see the bids. Um, and then you have to, and, and if they're comparable bids, then you might want to go and look at, at references, talk to other municipalities that are using that service and saying, Hey, what are your experience? What you like, what you don't like, what kind of responses are you getting from your, from, um, the residents? Uh, what do they like? What are they, what are they, what is the constant complaint? If that, if they're comparable and then decide based on that. Because it's a reputation as well. I mean, you're contracting for a service. You want that service. But you can't sit there and say, oh, I want waste management. If the bid comes in at $2 million more than somebody else's, 
and they can do a comparable job. So I have no preference over companies. Do you think that um, the... Uh I lost my train of thought. I was thinking right. two things. At the <laughs> I lose my time. train of thought all the time. <laughs> um, oh, I, I know what it was. Do you think a single council person can make a significant difference in in the body of the council and influence the behavior of his or her colleagues? Um, I think we've seen that now. Um that a single person does affect the council. Um, but it's how the council reacts to those people is how things can get done. If the council is constantly at odds with each other, you'll never get anything done. And um, hopefully relationships can be built to overcome that. Well, it, this is an interesting uh, year for the Flint City Council campaign for a variety of reasons. One is there are two seats that are open. That's not the usual uh, standard operating procedure. And mm-hmm. and there are two seats where um, the candidates are running basically unopposed there might be a writing candidate or in one correct both um and and then one where there are only two candidates uh running the incumbent and a challenger and that race will be decided in november and not part of the ballot in august but that means the potential exists for a lot of new people on the council. Do you think that that might have some impact on your ability to take out uh, an incumbent who has served multiple terms? Oh, I, I don't think that other wards have a difference or a, a, a basing. What do I want to say? A determination on what happens in the fourth ward. I think it depends on the performance of the incumbent on how the fourth ward goes and the qualifications of those people running against that incumbent. Do you think with all the dysfunctionality that, that people have seen looking in from the outside at the city council, that any one council person can be um, singled out for performance? I think that. Do you know what I mean by that? You know, if if the system is broken, how do you uh, hold individuals in that system accountable? It's how they were. It's how they those that individual responds to what's going on. So it's how they react to the situation. Do they exasperate the problem? Or do they try to work within that problem? Because there's certain people on the council who have tried to work within the within the confines of the of the discord, and there's certain people who haven't. And I think that depending on 
write-in candidates that we may have that we're going to have to work within Discord. And so, if the incumbent can't work within that Discord, why should we have that incumbent in that seat? Are the needs of the people in the fourth ward different than the needs of the people in Ward 2 or 3 or 7? I don't think so. I think the problems are going across the, um, across the city. There's some, some areas that, since I've lived in my home, and I've lived here, I've been in this ward in my current home over 30 years, and I lived next door when, until I was six to this home. And um, I've seen this neighborhood change, just like the city has changed. And some areas changing are changing faster, some areas are changing slower. So, but I'm afraid that the whole city will change if we don't turn things around. But I know that in my area, at least right now, I mean, the um, house down the street that um, had a fire, the house down the street that in the 30 years I've lived here, um, where the taxes were always paid and maintained, is now vacant and lawn doesn't get cut. The house down the street where the people moved out one day and that night the house blew up. And that house is sitting there with a back end of the house wide open. Those aren't just in my ward. No, it's not, it, that's not just in your ward. There are blocks like that in wards all over the city. Exactly. In that's fact, what I'm saying, the whole problem. Some people would say that, uh, you know, on, on a cursory visit to Flint, that it looks like war-torn Europe after World War II. But the 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 question is, where do you start? How do you, you know, what what do you see the Flint City Council, the mayor's administration, what do you see the people in charge um, charged with in order to begin the process of rebuilding, whether it's infrastructure or tearing out blighted homes? Where, where do we start? Well, I think we have to... In order to even get the money, we have to increase our tax base, which means we have to bring in businesses. And this is a big, wide circle. It's, it's like, it's like a never-ending circle. <laughs> it's not a roundabout. <laughs> <You know? laughs> don't, get, can... don't get me started on roundabouts. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, we're not going to get off on the second exit and go that way. <laughs> but it is a chicken um, and the egg problem because the city as it is right now isn't really very appealing to businesses and potential job creators. No. But we do have, well, Genesee Packaging moved into the old um, Delphi plant. Um, that was there, but... Delphi turned down, tore down the plant so that they didn't have to pay taxes on it. Um, so we've lost that structure. And the, 
what structures are there that we can encourage people to come in without necessarily building a whole new building where they can work within the framework of what's already there. That's, that's, that's something that I don't have enough information on myself to sit there and point to a specific building. Um, it would have been great if we could have gotten Amazon in here, the warehouse. We could have gotten some jobs, some property tax um, from that. And those are the kinds of things that we have to look at. I mean, GM built a whole new distributing plant a mile from my house in Burton. Why didn't they use some of the property they already had here? Why do you think? Why would they want to pay Flint City taxes? You can't sit there and tell to me, tell tell me that the Delphi plant that they tore down on Dort Highway, that property is owned by GM. Now they did own the lot that they built that distributing plant on. And they owned it for many years. But they had a lot of the infrastructure probably already in place. They would have had it. I mean, obviously it's deteriorated because nothing's going on there. And right now, what is this town turning into? It's We're still an auto town, but we're more of, a, of an auto auction town now than a creator of, of, of cars. And they're using all of these vacant properties. You know, would we get more money if somebody built a plant on it? Well, yeah, but without, um, you know, better crime statistics and right. uh, better and that's why housing and neighborhoods, um, better schools, how are we going to get somebody to build a plant here? Right, and so we're going to buy a helicopter and not <laughs> put feet on the ground, you know? Um, and it's, it just, to me, like... We have, we have so much, so many needs in this town. I grew up here. I went to high school. I went to Northwestern. You know, I lived here until I was, till I went to college. When my family moved out, and I came back ten years later. I was gone ten years, and so Flint is my home. And I hate to have friends coming to my neighborhood and I don't I don't know what the answer is necessarily where we're going to get the money how we're going to bring these people in but if we don't have the city council that gets together we'll never be able to do it there was a company a businessman who wanted to re renovate some property I think it was on Richfield Road I think I remember the, the story you're recalling. Yeah, and the incumbent voted it down. Why would you not want a tax-paying business in your ward? And clean up an area. Why wouldn't you do that? So if you're if you're wanting to create a business in the city, 
and the council person votes against it, why would you want to do that? So by that action, we lost, okay, maybe it was $2,000 a year. That's $2,000 a year. That pays for gas for a, for a police car for six months, maybe. Maybe. At today's gas prices, maybe. <laughs> Probably isn't going to do much to fuel a helicopter. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe one day. I, I'm, I'm, you know, joking about the helicopter a lot, uh, and and we've been having some fun with the idea of the helicopter. I, I think most people realize that that's that's a little frivolous for where we're at right now. Um, yeah. But in all, in all seriousness, what what is the first order of business for Flint City government in in terms of serving the population? I think it's to be good stewards of the money. You know, um, it, that's that's number one, and that means can we find the money for blight removal? Is there grants out there? Do we have a grant writer? I know for a while that there was somebody who was uh, they had an advertisement for a grant writer. I don't know if they ever hired that person or not, off the top of my head, but. Let's get somebody who can get us money. And I don't want to go outside. I want us to be able to do it on our own, but we can't. So we need that grant writer to come in. We need to increase the pay of our police officers. Why would somebody want to come in? And I think I saw, now this is off the top of my head, this was several years ago, that a first-year police officer for the city of Flint gets paid around Remember, I'm just off my top of my head. I could be wrong about $6,000 a year. How, Why would you want to put your life? 26000 is what I think I believe. Please, remember, this is off the top of my head. No, no, I understand that. And and the point that you're making is, is well taken. You couldn't pay me enough to work a Flint police officer's shift in the city of Flint. Correct. And and the ones that we have are are so short staffed and, and overworked. I don't know how we keep the ones we've got. Exactly. And let me tell you, if I ever every time I see a police officer and I have the opportunity to approach their vehicle or approach them on feet on foot, I thank them for protecting my city. And I think in today's environment they don't get that enough. You know, I mentioned the uh, pandemic very parenthetically a little bit ago, and and mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm curious about how people are managing to run campaigns um, as as we're just beginning to come out of this pandemic. How how are you able to reach people and and try to get people to vote for you on August third? I am going door to door. I forgot to take my mask the last time I went out. <laughs> but if people, I always ask mask or not, you know, if you want to talk to me. Um, but it was difficult. I worked for the federal government up until the end of May. 
um, where I actually worked for the Census Bureau, and I had to wear a mask door to door. And so I had more trouble as working for the census to get people to come to the door than I am going door to door. I think people are feeling a little bit better about what's going on. Um, there are still some people who would appreciate you wearing a mask. And so I try to carry that with me as I'm going door to door. If they want me to put a mask on, I will. You know, we're, we're getting pretty close to the end of our time, Judy. And I always give, Mm -hmm. uh, guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you um do you have a a website or a way that people can find out about you or get in touch with you they can uh, i do not have a website i have not gotten my facebook page up yet um life has been crazy doing on the ground boots and and everything else, um, but they can call me at 810-845-2660, in the evenings only, please, um, and um, they can also email me at C-A-R-I-L-L-O-N-E-C at comcast.net. Well, Judy, thank you so much for spending this time with me uh, and and sharing your thoughts and uh, with me and the listeners. I, I really appreciate it. Good luck on August 3rd. And, uh, thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. It was a nice, pleasant time talking with you. I told you it was going to be easy. <laughs> you did. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Take care, Judy. Bye-bye. Bye. Again, that's uh, Judy Priestley. She is uh, one of the challengers uh, for the city council seat in the 4th Ward. That primary coming up August 3rd. There are three candidates. And uh, today we're talking about the 4th Ward. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. <laughs>
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Say, objection. I object. I object to that, Your Honor. Oh, hi, Mom. What's up? Dana, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just um, attorney general stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than a thousand dollars now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So listen, we just have to send them $200 in edible arrangements gift cards and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for edible arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam. Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, Report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. 
I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Fifth President of the United States, John F. Kennedy, had frequently demonstrated a quick and ready wit. But his audience at the 1962 White House Correspondents' Dinner was unprepared for the high humor he revealed that night. It was shortly after his now famous clash with the steel industry, in which the industry had announced and then rescinded a steel price increase. I have a few opening announcements. <laughs> First, the sudden and arbitrary action of the offices of this organization in increasing the price of dinner tickets by two... (laughs) by two dollars and fifty cents over last year constitutes a wholly unjustifiable defiance of the public interest. (laughs) If this increase is not rescinded, but is imitated by the gridiron, radio, TV, and other dinners, it will have a serious impact on the entire economy of this city. In this serious hour in our nation's history, when newsmen are awakened in the middle of the night to be given a front-page story... ...when expense accounts are being scrutinized by the Congress... When correspondents are required to leave their families for long and lonely weekends at Palm Beach, (laughs) the American people will find it hard to accept this ruthless decision made by a tiny handful of executives. whose only interest is the pursuit of pleasure. I am hopeful that the Women's Press Club will not join this price rise and will thereby force a rescission. I'm uh, sure I speak in behalf of all of us in expressing our thanks and very best wishes to Benny Goodman and his group, to Ms. Gwen Burden and Bob Force, Ms. Sally Ann Howes, Mr. Reed, who has some talent, but... uh, (laughs) And uh, Mr. Peter Sellers. I I have arranged for them to appear next week on the United States Steel Hour. (laughs) Actually, uh, I didn't do it. Bobby did it, but... uh, Like uh, members of Congress, I have been, during the last few days over the Easter holiday, back in touch with my constituents and uh, seeing how they felt. And frankly, I've come back to Washington from Palm Beach, and I'm against my entire program. (laughs) 
feel that the only hope in 64 is to, uh, on the Republican ticket, is to nominate uh, Barry. But to be honest, I thought that before I went to Palm Beach. <laughs> we are glad to have the Prime Minister tonight. Last night he was the guest of the publishers, and again he is tonight. We want him to know... Uh, How welcome he is. Lord Dunsany, a distinguished Irishman, said many years ago, to fight England is to fight faith. And I choose to believe in 1962 to be associated with England in a great cause is to be associated with faith. Prime Minister, we are proud to have you here again. We are... I think I speak on his behalf in saying that after having been in the hands of 1,400 members of the press for over four hours, we haven't got a single complaint. Thank you. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
the comb across my head My well says and I had a cup Looking up, I noticed I was late Grab my coat, grab my hat Made the books and seconds flat Mama always says, and I had a smoke. Somebody spoke, and I went into a dream. Ah, 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 ah. Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. <laughs> <laughs> 